It's like September. It's like, it's like September. September. It's like September. It is like wow. it. So, are you, are you uh, ready for the fall and cozy sweater weather? Yes, and hunkering I'm, down. I'm yeah. I'm yeah. very much. I'm not. I've realized this. I'm not that much of a summer person. Mm. The first thing is that tell that to your face, pale kid. That's exactly. That was my first <laughs> point. Is my skin yeah. is not good for the sun. My dad has like vitiligo, which runs in the family, What's and he it? got it later. It's what Michael Jackson has. It's a pigment disorder oh, thing or a pigment condition where like you lose pigment in your skin and stuff. Oh. So if you go in the sun, it like really heightens it, and I've mm. seen parts of it on my skin. So I'm like, oh no, I don't I don't want to get that. I'm going to stay out of the sun. So like sun activities, they're not that great for me. Yeah. Um, also, I just like don't like wearing summer clothing. You don't? I don't like shorts. I don't really like tank tops. I like to really bundle up and yeah. be comfortable. And I feel more comfortable when I'm like, I've got like loose clothing on and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Represent. Weird. I feel like a lot of people are like that. Yeah. I'm the opposite. Mm-hmm. As you know, my body rejects clothing. <laughs> Hates it. Um, the only thing I want to wear is my bathing suit. And one day I will move, you know, into the woods, maybe on an island somewhere. I could see that. And uh, just wear the same H&M shorty short bathing suit for the rest of my life. Yeah. That's uh, the plan. Just a constant tan. Yeah, I could see that. I, know, you, I could see you as like one of those old men who wears like a, the mm-hmm. shorter bathing suits and mm-hmm. it's just oil, always oily for whatever reason. <laughs> <laughs> like where where'd okay. the oil come from? Did you oil up or yeah. is that sweat and it just is like glistening or what? Like what's that about? Yeah. And like a perfectly round like belly later <laughs> in life. <laughs> like one that's like so perfect, you know? Yeah, you think so? I think that could be you one day. Okay. Relationship goals or future goals or body goals. Yeah. Yeah, those are all I in there. I can see that. Hashtag fit That's fan. great. Yeah, sweet. I know. I got the best hand of my life this year. Mm-hmm. Just the sweet, pale bathing suit rectangle. Yeah. And that's it. Everywhere else, I'm like, nice and bronzed. It feels great. Yeah, I didn't. know. I didn't get a sunburn, though, this year, which is great. You didn't? No, that's the... Yeah, that's very good news for me because I always do. Because mm-hmm. I've just been staying out of the sun. Good. Yeah. Well, good for you. Thanks. Good. I love every season, so good. So let's get into fall, and I can't wait to drink a pumpkin spice latte. Yeah. So, okay, one thing, though, that it, as long we're on the internet right now mm-hmm. that I wanted to uh, meow about and yell is that I've been really struggling with this for a long time and how to properly convey it because so much of what I see on the internet, especially in comment sections, mm-hmm. is people not getting it, mm-hmm. not getting the point of the initial posts or the other comments that they're reading and then and then being really forceful and saying how much they didn't get it. Yeah. And I'm just like, why don't you just put a big flag on top of your house that reads, I'm a stupid idiot. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like, it's just you're, like you want to grab me and yell like, I'm dumb. Right. Why? Yeah. Why are people so happy on the internet to bash that into a keyboard? Yeah. Like, this is bad for these reasons. And it's like, no, it's not those reasons. It's that you didn't understand it. So yeah. again, you're just really wanting me to read that you're a stupid moron. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We saw a lot of that this week, I feel. I've really tried to stay off Facebook recently, which is not good because that's part of the job. And I haven't been doing a good job is like watching the comments and stuff, but right. I just can't. I know. It's so frustrating. It's hard, and it's like, right? as much as you want to like talk back to that person and explain yourself, it's like, do I really have to explain myself? It was a joke. Right. Like that sort of thing is just exhausting. Um, I hope that we don't sound like a broken record because I feel yeah. like we do complain a lot. But and so I don't know because we always like get this research here at work that's just like, 
Talk, do more Facebook. Do more Facebook. Facebook, Facebook. I just feel like, who is putting this out there? Because I'm exhausted of it. You are. Yeah. I talk to people all the time. And they're just like, frig Facebook forever. I don't want to. Like, I'm exhausted of this. Like, it sounds like yeah. a nightmare. It's doing terrible things for our society. We all should get rid. We're all addicted to it. It's all horrible. Mm-hmm. But, like, who is putting this out? What think tanks are, like, making money off of, like, convincing old people who don't get it? Like, no, nah, you should do more Facebook. It's still the way of the future. It's like... Is it or can we get rid now? Yeah. Right? Can is we, it doing any good? Is it doing it? Can we like just, can we just like switch over to Instagram, but even scale that back a yeah. ton and just be chill on it? Yeah. That's my wish. Cause I do, I love a lot of it. You know, yeah. I was like, I like connecting with friends. I like seeing what people are up to. I have a good laugh. Oh my God, nothing makes me laugh more these days than these memes, <laughs> yes. right? These local memes that we're going to reference later in the pod, but mm-hmm. just like all memes. Yeah, it's like the purest form of comedy these days. Yeah. But frig, I do. Yeah, I feel, yeah, people take a joke and try and dissect it so much that it's just not funny anymore. Yes. And um, when we are, like, excited about sharing content that we did and we are, like, (laughs) expecting a a happy, fun reaction because we had fun making that content and it was in, like, a lighthearted kind of, um, what would you call it? Like uh, joke. Yeah, it's just a lighthearted, fun joke. Yeah. Yeah. And then it just gets torn apart because whatever reason yeah. it's just frustrating it makes me not want to produce content anymore Isn't and and do fun things that are lighthearted. it's like do we have to be serious all the time yeah do we have to be angry at everything all the time wouldn't it be nice if we were just all happy and i know i sound like a rainbow sunshine girl <laughs> but like really let's have a laugh let's hang out and let's keep things light on facebook but no nope we're gonna put everyone into a dark pit of sadness and uh, anger imagine that the people you're interacting with on facebook are your friends Instead of always an antagonist. Yeah. That's what I feel like. Everyone just comes out swinging hot. Like they just want to make enemies constantly. Yeah. I don't get that. So here's my um, analogy that I've worked out just now. Okay. That the Facebook and in social media and all that stuff, you know the cliche phrase, uh, double-edged sword? Yep. This is more like a two-pronged battle axe (laughs) uh, where one prong is a butter knife Mm -hmm. and the other is a gigantic uh, three-and-a-half-foot-long razor-sharp battle axe Mm. blade where uh, you're just trying to butter your toast, right? Just trying to have a nice, good morning and a little bit of marmalade. You're trying to get some honey on there, some hot butter on a nice bagel or an English muffin, right? You're trying to use this thing. It does put good in your life. You're using that butter knife. And on the other side, be careful that you don't cut yourself in half with the chainsaw axe side. That's exactly it. You nailed it with that. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's pod. Thank you. Tell your friends. Bye. Bye. Oh, it looks like things are really heating up between Mexico, the States, and Canada for these NAFTA negotiations. Yeah, and what I'm mostly concerned about is the snacks. So, listen, we'll give you the ketchup chips if you come at us with those flaming Hot Cheetos. And we promise to never introduce you to our terrible Robin's Donuts if you keep Dunkin' Donuts out of Canada. And we'll give you the good Hortons. That's right. We know you got a Hortons down there now. The Hortons in Times Square, you know. Oh, yeah? But it's not the good stuff. It's oh. not like what we got up here. Mm-hmm. And we want assurances that you're going to start making at least plans to move Jack in the Box, White Castle, and In-N-Out Burger north of the border. And for that, I got one word for you. Smarties. And Mexico, you better start thinking about sending us that good Coca-Cola.
Jenny, you are the laziest person I think I've ever met in my whole life, all right? You're such a lazy lump of dog nonsense, okay? He's like never... We don't live in a big town, and like yeah. nobody uses these delivery food services more than you. Yeah. I have never used one because everywhere that I would want to eat is no more than a 15-minute walk to 5 to 10-minute drive mm-hmm. away from where I'm at. Go get your own food. No. No, I get in these moods and I'm just like, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to put pants on. I don't want to pretend I am, you know, okay with dealing with the public right now. And I just want someone to deliver me food to my house. So what do you do, wrap a towel around when you come to the door? No, I was wearing some pajamas. (laughs) Okay, okay. Okay, so last night I I was going (laughs) to order some food because I was painting as well as in my paint clothes. And I didn't want to go and get changed and go out and do all that. Sure. Um, so I I wanted to try the new Uber Eats, mm. which I did mm-hmm. and it, it worked out well, except the, I felt bad for the guy. I live in the most complicated apartment ever. No yeah. one knows that it exists. And I saw him in the GPS go past it and come back and then go past and then come back again. He's like, <laughs> what is this house? <laughs> so that's the thing I have to deal with when I order food. Your house is like the water temple on Zelda. It's like, you really gotta figure it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and um, it was great, though, because uh, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to tip at mm. the beginning because it didn't have a tip option when I ordered. So I didn't have any change, really, so I gave him some coupons, and I felt really bad about it. And then I found out later that they give you a notification once the food arrives to tip your, your delivery driver. After he leaves. After, which I thought was cool because yeah. then it's like, oh, if they do something really cool, you can give them more than okay. you wanted to before. And he also, in the... Uh, the food bag, he left me a little bag of candy. Nice. And a little bitmoji or whatever they're called, those little cartoons. Oh, that's a bitmoji. A bitmoji of himself. And it says, hi there, I'm Robert. And then continue to say, I'm so happy that I got to deliver you your food. I'm saving up for a trip. And your tips will be going towards that. And I'll cheers you on my tr- trip. Which I thought was really cool, so I gave him a big tip because of that, and I really wanted candy anyway. So I thought that was a nice little thing. That is nice. Yeah. So through this experience now, you are kind of thinking that you would like to, to earn a little extra money, drive maybe for yeah. Uber Eats? Yeah, because I wanted to drive for Uber, but I mean, it's even better that you're just delivering food and not having to drive, you know, drunk people around. I feel like that too. Right? I feel like a couple of things. Number one, yeah, no drunks in your car. Yeah. I feel like number two, who's going to notice if you sneak a couple of fries? Yeah. <laughs> And, yeah, like that would be a great little idea. Like no work one has for to, your tips as well. Like, you don't have to clean your car. Like that. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. Well, good for you for ordering it. I'm and I'm discovered too. I can I call you lazy, but I think what it is is that if I had been covered head to toe in paint, I still yeah. would have gone out to go get my own food. So wow. where you are lazy, I have zero shame. Oh, and that is where the trade off happens. That's it. But that's good. And I also, if I did order food in my house, I probably wouldn't put pants on to open the door. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Memes. There's a couple of meme pages that are going on in Victoria right now mm. that are crushing it. It's so good. There's a Victoria Bar memes, which was like exploded onto the scene last week. Right. And I think that one was in part inspired by the BC Ferry memes, which mm-hmm. came out a couple of months ago. And we were saying like, you know, you kind of, <laughs> it's such a funny thing, but like you kind of, and then there's like a little bit of backlash against mm-hmm. like, is this one too mean? Is this yeah. like, is this insensitive? Like I remember, I think that on the uh, BC Ferries memes, when it started to get very popular, it was doing some like kind of things on there that were maybe like not so PC, let's yeah. say. And people I think were calling them out. And so I've noticed that that's been dialed all the way back. And even mm-hmm. like older posts have been edited to no longer have that stuff. Yeah. And it's so funny that like, these are just, 
people who are just throwing jokes out on the internet yeah. don't really know like where the line is. And then the more popular they get, the more eyeballs are on it, the more that is like, you're going to have someone who's going to complain. There's going to be backlash. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I think, yeah, I think it's, uh, I think people are very quick to, to jump on that too, especially if it's just mean, like you can tell when it's just mean and yeah. when it's like, Oh, that's, that's kind of mean, but kind of funny. Yeah. Also in a little bit true from, you know, the Victoria perspective, right. but then there's ones where you're like, Oh, there was no funniness in that. It was just kind of mean. Yeah. So yeah, I think, I mean, it's a, now it's a lot of responsibility, right? <laughs> yes. You make this page, not expecting anyone to be really watching it that intently. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden in a few days, you're at 3000 people watching mm-hmm. every meme. What? Yeah. It's a lot. It's a Hang lot of pressure. Every word, every word getting picked apart. Yeah. And I kind of feel like as we have been doing that for a long time, if mm-hmm. we say something that's dumb or people don't like it on the radio, yeah. we hear about that. Right away. That's as like we a, should. Our, yeah. You know? That's our whole life. If we yeah. do something on our own Facebook or, or even our own that we don't like, that people don't like, we hear about it. That's right. So I'm just kind of like being used to that and having that washed over me for the last how many years. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting back being like, ha, 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 getting a little in over your head, are we, meme people? Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> belly bounces. Uh, it's great, fantastic. Mm-hmm. We got the Victoria Bar Meme streaming today. Yes. Hey! Oh, I'm so proud and happy about it. Hashtag blessed as hell over here feeling about that. Yeah, if you don't know already, there's a meme account called Victoria Bar Memes, and they just make fun of everything like music industry related mm-hmm. in Victoria. And bar, and, obviously. And bar, yeah, yeah, and yeah, anything like that. I know. I had I was looking at them and I they had a really good one today that was the uh, Victoria Tinder date starter pack. Yes. So it was like the breakwater. Uh, I was uh, the history tap house, uh, f- short sleeve floral print button up shirts for dudes, yeah. black tank top, ripped jeans for girls. Like that is a uniform for young people in Victoria. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I've else? actually been on a Tinder date that was exactly, exactly that. that yeah. Exactly that back in the day. Yeah. Ogden Point Breakwater yep. for a walk, right? Yep. Yeah. Anyways, th- I thought that was funny. And then mm-hmm. as I was looking at that, you tagged me in the one that was about <laughs> us. And I was dying laughing. So, what it is, it's a Venn diagram. Uh, is like a bit of us and the queue, and in the middle it says Green Day songs <laughs> because we both play them. Yeah, and I looked at our both of our playlists, and apparently we were playing When I Come Around at twelve forty one, and the queue was playing Wake Me Up When September Ends at at one eleven, like so not much longer. It is completely true. <laughs> this is so good. Now I was kind of hoping that Victoria Bar memes would come harder at us. You yeah, know? I was expecting a little bit more of a, a punch in the face. That was yeah. pretty nice and pretty true. <laughs> yeah, super but true. Maybe we can challenge them to. Be meaner to us? Yeah, be meaner to us. Why do you to keep us? doing that, Jen? I don't know. You are the, you can't handle when people are mean to you on the internet, and now you're like asking someone to be mean to you on the internet? What's the matter yeah, with I you? I don't know. I get this weird. It's like watching a horror movie to me. I hate it, but I love it. It affects you. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I'm a maniac. I think so. Um, I was thinking about it, too. It's like... I was thinking about this like when there is crossover between us and the queue it's just like mm-hmm. should we be playing Green Day or should they be or do you know what I mean like it's not really my decision mm-hmm. obviously but I've always thought like we should have totally different playlists yeah. there should be no crossover there should be no <laughs> Venn diagram so either us or them and I don't know who it is maybe yeah. Green Day is old enough that they just take it away I think or, right on that line where it's like right? still modern rock but it is considered like 90s music some songs right you know, some songs we're pushing like almost 30 years ago yeah. some of this music came out I know so it's just like I know. So that's an interesting discussion mm-hmm. that sparks in my brain, but you just want Victoria Barnum to be meaner to us. Yeah. 
A little bit. Just us. No one else. Don't be mean to other people. You can be mean to us. Just this I think show. we can take it. Well, I can't, but... <laughs> I like being made fun of. I think it's a form of flattery for me. <sighs> okay, good. Did you set that keyword up over there? Or no, you're just watching a video of a kitten pooping on a little girl? <laughs> the latter. It's true. Okay. Um, so I talked a little about this on Friday, Jen. Mm-hmm. But uh, you weren't here. Uh, we went to give and donate blood. That's right. Yeah, that was... Uh, I was crossing my fingers the entire time. I have tried to give blood... Uh, three times before that, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't because I had, I didn't have enough iron and I didn't have enough hemoglobin or whatever, goblin. <laughs> I don't know what it's yes. called. I like to call it hemoglobin because it's more <laughs> scary and fun that way. Uh-huh. Um, so this time I was really hoping that I would be able to give blood. I made it through the screening process. So I was ready to give blood. They poke your finger, poke take a little fingers. bit, test They're it like, for the goblins. Your goblins are doing well. Yep. You got lots of goblins in your blood. Nice. You're going to give blood and it'll be great. Your iron levels are great. Let's move you through to the next round where I sit in there and they put the needle in. Except they couldn't find my vein. And I'm sorry if this is a little graphic for for those who don't like blood. But um, yeah, they couldn't find it because it was so small. And they had to poke around a whole bunch to find it. They finally did. And then it wasn't producing like it wasn't flowing. Really? It wasn't flowing for me. Yeah, my blood was just like, nope. And then it clotted and i had to stop whoa yeah and they said that had to do with uh, the amount of dr- water i was drinking i wasn't drinking enough water dang yeah so next time hopefully will be the time <laughs> oh but i did God. get to give a little bit of blood you know they're just not a tiny using that though, do they they? Are, i asked i said really? oh, would this be enough for someone to use and they're like yeah we got a few vials of it so oh. that's enough for for someone to use that um but it's not the full amount that people usually give right it's well good yeah yeah. Um, I'm, you're such a trooper. This is what I said on Friday is that like, you keep coming back, and that's so good because it is an important thing. We've been talking and hammering this. Um, uh, I think they're, they've, they've done their urgent need messaging mm-hmm. right now for the summer, but the need never goes away No. for blood. So um, I just am on the list, right? I'm just like, however often I can do it, and it's like I think my next donation, I think I'm allowed to donate in October now. Sign me up. Just right. like, I'll just keep coming back and whenever and however often I can give the blood, I can do it. And um, it literally, once you get it sorted, yes. <laughs> once you get into a routine where it's like steak the night before, big breakfast, tons of water. Yep. Which is what you have to do. Because I, oh man, me and Brian, we were out of there. Really like, quick. It's pretty quick because we just know that. And we have big, huge veins, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a good thing. So good for you. Come back with us in October. I will. Absolutely. I'll know what I need to do next. Hopefully, I'll have big, juicy bins. <laughs> and I'll save up and buy you a hydro flask. Yeah. Those heavy-duty water jugs. And you just you carry go. around getting hydrated all the time. Yeah. What a story, Mark. There's been a lot of chatter today about marijuana legalization. And people are saying that maybe there needs to be more education for the public. Yeah, and today on the Afternoon Zone, I think we agree with that, Jenny. Yeah. That, you know, it's like education is never a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, personally, we would like to uh, throw our hats in the rings to voice educational videos or cartoons to help people with their knowledge levels. Why there? I'm Gary the Weed Grizzly Gummy. Just start by eating my toes. See how you feel and take it slow from there. 
Hey, I'm Bongo. I'm a three-foot bong. I know I look delicate and beautiful like a flower vase, but I will mess you up. I will mess you up so good if you have too much of me. Hi, I'm Vance the Vape Pen. You can't bring me over the border. Hey, I'm Jerry. Jerry the Joint. Maybe just keep it to Puff Pass instead of Puff Puff Pass. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Okay, so we're having a fun time talking last night a little bit about um, these days people make money and sometimes when they get together they make different amounts of money. Yeah, sometimes there can be like a financial imbalance between partners. Romantic partners, like getting together partners, yeah. And you were saying how like that is a weird thing for you and that if you were to get with somebody who was really rich... You yeah. would feel weird. Yeah, because I know that I'm probably never going to have a lot of money. And I never that. have ha- I've never had a lot of money. So it's always been one of those things that's been a rain cloud over me personally, financially, right? Okay. And if I were to start a relationship and it were uneven to begin with, I would feel a little weird about it because I really like everything to be equal. Mm. And I'd want to catch up. So I'd probably end up just like paying anyway and, mm. and trying to, you know, make things equal, even though I financially couldn't. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that would be a very big rain cloud. But... Then again, if I were in a relationship, we kind of started off even, and then that person fell into a lot of money, however. Or made their made money, made a, a lot, lot of money. Bones, yeah. I'd, I think it would be okay. Well, yeah, because at that point. I would see the process of it, and I'd be a part of it. You saw them through. Yeah. yeah. You built built that wealth with them through <laughs> a lot of love and support. And yeah, I'd they like love to think you that. Now, and yeah. What about you, though? Well, I How feel, you feel like you shouldn't have sore feelings about it at all. Mm-hmm. And this appeals, I feel like this appeals to guys as well. Mm. Um, a lot of guys like would feel weird if their girl was making a ton more money than them or just mm. like came from money or whatever. And I feel like you ought not to because, number one, I've been on kind of both sides of it. Um, as you know, I'm quite rich. What? And, and that's kind of the nice thing about being rich is like even if you're with someone who's like, you know, a little bit afraid about money, it's like, don't worry about it. I'm rich. I'll pay for everything. You're and rich. I don't feel like, you know, it's like you owe me things or like it's like, what the hell? What a raw deal. You never pay for dinner. I just feel like, no, let me share this wealth. That's the best, most best point about being rich is that you can take care of the people that you love or are attracted to. That's Number nice. one. How about your friends, though? Do you want to share some love over here? Would you? Yeah. Number two, <laughs> I've been on the side of two where like you get into a relationship and that side of things like has a lot of money and it's like, like way more money than you. It's like, great. Mm-hmm. Good. You take care of us then. That's great. As long as there's money. Mm. So who cares if there's more of it? We're just we're just well taken care of. There's a nice roof over our head. I don't have to feel bad about that. I'm comfortable with what I make. Good for you that you make more. Yeah. Interesting topic. Yeah. I'd love to know what zoners feel about it. Me too. Or how they're getting through. Like if you're in a relationship now where it's like it's a thing. Mm-hmm. You think about it. Let us know how you're dealing with it or if it's a big deal or if it's not or why it shouldn't be or why it should be. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Call or text 250-475-0913. Mostly I'm disappointed in you, Jen, though, because I thought we were turning our podcast into spun gold. No. We're not getting rich off of that? <sighs> we should set up a donation box or something. <laughs> a Patreon? <laughs> yeah. Christina's on the line, and Christina echoes the sentiments that a lot of zoners have called in with. Basically, we go proportionately based on what we make. I make more than my partner does. Mm-hmm. Technically, it's like a 60-40 ratio of our wages, so that's how we contribute to the mortgage. And anything we do, we do 60-40. And thus, we are each contributing equally to our living standard. I really like that, using mm-hmm. the percentage amount instead mm-hmm. of like a, a set amount that everyone has to just try and keep up to. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. I love that's that. smart. Take that pressure off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we're getting a lot of messages saying that that's what people do, and it seems to yeah, keep the balance and keep everyone happy. Now, okay, here's what I really want to ask you, Christina, is that you added, though, that uh, to celebrate your 10th anniversary, which is so mm-hmm. nice, you're taking your partner on a cruise. That's right. So now talk to me about this, where it's like you do feel, even with your pain proportionally, with your 60% to her 40, you do feel a little bit more flush and want to spring for things like a cruise how does that go well it's the 10th anniversary it's a big thing and Mm -hmm. she's had my back for other times when there's been uh difficult times in 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 life you know so i'm giving back that's so nice really sweet she takes my mother out every two weeks she takes my mother out in the car out of the in the nursing home from the nursing home and she takes her out every two weeks so I think that deserves a cruise, don't you think? That's so I nice. think so too. That's so sweet. Oh my God, Christina! Thank you so much for this message and You're sharing welcome. this with us. I, it's okay if this goes on the radio. We're not like blowing a surprise cruise. Oh yeah, totally. Put it on the radio. I'll <laughs> tell my partner to listen too. Oh, you're the best. <laughs> Amazing. Thank okay, you. Thank Thanks you. again for listening. We really Bye. appreciate it. Bye. Paul Plastino, Jenny West. In the afternoon zone. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. The mayoral race is really heating up in Victoria. A lot of people putting their hats in the ring. A lot of people want to become mayor of Victoria. And one of those people is Paul Plastino. Paul Plastino, why do you want to become mayor of Victoria? Well, you know, I just have always wanted my name to be synonymous with every single thing that goes wrong in our city. Hmm. You know, I want people uh, cursing my name and uh, calling me out on uh, Facebook constantly when, uh, say, they can't find a parking spot or uh, like a seagull shits on them or... uh, Say shits. If I want to be mayor, <laughs> uh, but like if the bridge goes up or like a thing costs more money than originally was thought to have cost, I just want people uh, attacking me personally um, across all uh, social media platforms. You know, Jenny. Generally, I just really want the city of Victoria to hate my guts. Well, you're well on your way. Thank you, Paul. Back to you, Art. So, um. Yeah, this is interesting that in a a couple of days, this uh, topic has been brought to my attention in three different ways. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number one, in the newspaper today, one of the guys who wants to run for mayor is kind of running on a platform. Uh, Maybe not a whole platform, but one point in it is that he feels downtown isn't very safe. Right. Um, There was a big Reddit uh, thread, which was... You know, garnered from the Times Colonist article that quotes this guy hmm. uh, talking about all about is downtown safe. And sure enough, yesterday, I swear to God, I went to an open house hmm. uh, to go look at an apartment downtown and uh, was in the <laughs> elevator with another owner. And we were chatting, right? And mm-hmm. uh, we we're like, oh, how do you like living in this building? And she's just like, I hate it. I want to sell and get out of here. I can't go out after dark. It's terrifying. I'm scared for my life. <laughs> <laughs> and you're going in there for a, for an open house. Yeah. That's too funny. The realtor was like, <laughs> the realtor was in there with you as yeah. well. Oh, yes. An elevator with someone who was like, I'm getting the heck out of here. Yeah, yeah. And like, uh, a great. new owner. Yeah. Great. Awesome. <laughs> that's funny. So, anyways, um, which I thought at that time too it was like that's so funny because like I don't feel unsafe right. downtown for the most part. Yeah. Never ever. Now understanding that I'm a big giant six one two hundred pound plus guy. Right. No one generally messes with me, but even still, you know. Yeah, the only time, you know, actually, I don't know if I've really felt that unsafe downtown, like in the core of downtown, if mm. I'm walking there at night. The only times that I feel uneasy is when, like, like the drunk people are out mm. and they're yelling. 
and a little bit more aggressive than they're used to, mm-hmm. you know, that's mm-hmm. when I feel unsafe, especially if I'm by myself. Sure. But there isn't too many parts downtown that I have specifically felt unsafe. It's when I get to the more, like, um, off branches of downtown, right. you know, when I have to walk through certain streets to get mm-hmm. to my house. And that's when I'm like, ooh, I should probably keep a little extra eye out and have someone on the phone with me just in case. Right. Yeah. What I always find, because I moved from uh, a suburb mm-hmm. of Vancouver right down into downtown Vancouver when I was younger. Yeah. And I felt more, you know, my parents being very kind of like smallish town people and mm-hmm. suburb people were just like, oh, be careful. Oh, downtown, so scary. And I think that speaks to, and what I hear a lot of, you know, when I hear about people say that downtown Victoria is unsafe is it's kind of an unfair prejudice against impoverished people mm-hmm. um that's where you're like oh they're scary and they're bad and they're addicted to drugs or whatever it is right mm-hmm. i always felt in cases like that downtown number one those people don't really mess with you yeah they might approach you once in a while but sure you know but you know they're not really looking to cause too much they're trouble they're trying just to keep humans. their head they're yeah. just trying to live yeah yeah that's <laughs> on the right. street. it's hard it's hard <laughs> yeah um and i always felt that when you go into a more densely populated area like a downtown like that i feel safer because there's simply more people around if uh and someone on the reddit post mentions that the only time they feel unsafe is when a bunch of rowdies are getting drunk and want to start fights yeah i find that even if i'm in that kind of a situation and someone does see a big guy and is like i want to take a swing at this guy and like start a fight with me because there's all so many people around, I feel safer that someone will break it up. If I get a bloody nose, mm-hmm. someone will put an ice pack on me type of thing. Yeah. Maybe, someone will help. Maybe I should feel more unsafe downtown. You know, maybe I'm not, you know, looking out as much as I should. Cause, mm. So I'm kind of curious to see where this is coming from. Mm-hmm. Why do people feel unsafe downtown? The Afternoon Zone. With Paul Plastino and Jenny West. I zone nine with Dre. Hey, can I get in an early uh, uh, show? Yeah, sure. What is it? To the young lady who just flashed everyone on the metalhead going northbound and she was going southbound. She must have flashed about 100 cars. So it's a nice way to uh, perk up the old uh, commute. Oh, boy. What? <laughs> she flashed her her boobs? Yeah, she somehow managed to hang her entire body out the side of the car and flashed about 100 cars. Was she driving? I hope it was a right-hand drive car. Oh, my gosh. I wasn't really looking at the driver. How do you do that? I don't know, but it was pretty impressive. Wow. Uh, and whereabouts exactly was this? It was on the Malahat, just north of Gold Street, just as you start coming down towards the construction. So there was a line of easily 100 cars. Wow. So bravo for her. Mm-hmm. Good for her. That's nice. Yeah. That's great. And she's doing what she can to brighten the world up. Thank you for calling. And so are you guys. Thank you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Bye. As much as I love high-speed boobs, mm-hmm. aren't we supposed to be driving safer on the Malahat? Yeah. Yeah, let's drive safe. I guess there's no, like, laws on that. I think that's distracted driving. That is distracted driving, isn't it? And then as well, you could probably get that ticket to every single dude in that whole lineup of 100 cars. Every single one of them would have been distracted driving at that point. Yeah. Yikes. Oh, boy. I saw that movie, Crazy Rich Asians, last night. Oh, yes. How was that? It's been getting a lot of hype. What, 95% of Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah. The trailer didn't... Appeal to me at all? Yeah, we it invited like you. Rom com. That's all it was. I I don't know why I was expecting more. I know it's supposed to be this like acclaimed book and everything, and it's supposed to really, I think, do things for certainly like the Asian community, and that it's like a movie that is directed by, mm-hmm. starring primarily, and I think maybe only Asian people. Which like that's if really you think cool. about it, like that doesn't really exist in movies, and that's no. great that that is. 
um, as well as it was set uh, like like ninety percent or more in uh, Singapore, which is neat. So yeah, it's good for all those reasons, and I think that's why it probably is getting such good reviews because that's like an really important cool. thing. It's yeah. like it's good that those opportunities are there for that community. But as far as like just the movie itself. This is just like a pretty standard, even substandard rom com. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel about rom coms? Well, I'll tell you, Jen. Okay. I don't mind rom coms because here's what I do. Okay. I think of them more like murder mysteries. As <laughs> 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 so I go into a rom com and, you know, it's like I just have a big sack of popcorn and I rather than uh, like, it's like uh, you wonder, it's like sometimes you really wonder, it's like, who is this girl? gonna get with in this movie. Yeah. There's all these dudes floating around. There's the preppy guy. There's Jock guy. Are they gonna be in love at the end? Are they gonna you know? be getting together? Be a big heartbreak. What's gonna happen? Happy ending. It's like there is sometimes some tension and mm-hmm. drama and uncertainty mystery into these rom-coms. So I like to think that one of the characters is a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> and rather than thinking about what, who they're gonna do smooches with at the end... <laughs> They're trying to figure out who already murdered them. <gasps> I love that. Yeah, I that's do. so great. Yeah. So that's, that's a great way to watch a rom-com. That's how I get through rom-coms when they're foisted upon me. And yeah. uh, I would suggest that to all, uh, I would say mostly dudes. Okay. Who are brought along to rom-coms by their girls. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, generalizing. That's generalizing. But, but if, that's the, <coughs> if that's the case, if that's the situation you're in, that's what my situation was. I would never seek out a rom-com. Yeah. I would go for another person. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. And I would try and be a supportive partner. Right. By sitting through. But think about that. It's like the whole genre itself is pretty that. Like it's that's kind of who it's for is that like pushing. very heteronormative relationship, yeah. right? It's yeah. Like, Which is too bad. Yeah. It could be better. It yeah. could be a lot better. <laughs> well, you were saying there are, you're not like big into it. It's not your favorite type, but there are good romantic comedies. Yes. That explore all types of relationships and not sure. just like that, yeah, heterosexual relationship and also have like incredible writing and like make funny, smart jokes. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there are good rom-coms out there for sure. Like, I think rom-coms, people just think of like the junk food yeah. of uh, of movies. Yeah. For sure. Like obviously, uh, Judd Apatow, that's kind of where he lives, right? Mm-hmm. Like that love TV show was kind of like on Netflix. Oh yeah, love you that You watched one. that, right? Yeah. yeah. It was real. It was real. But that's a romantic comedy. That's all it is. It is, yeah. Right? And same with like all his movies, Knocked Up and 40-Year-Old Virgin. Yeah, and that's all true. All that stuff, right? Like, and it's, a, it's so funny because like, that's all we do all day is just be in relationships and worry about relationships and right date people and be married and all that stuff. So like, of course, there's tons of comedy in that. Mm-hmm. Tons of stuff to mine. And when you think about it on the movies, it's all just like schlock. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I just like ghost movies more Absolute than schlock. I like rom-coms. So I might take that technique into the next rom-com that I watch. Me too. Nice. Yes, that's a smart idea for you. Good advice. Thank you. Yeah. Do you have any plans for the long weekend yet? Didn't ask um, no. My uh, my boyfriend's coming home from tour, which will be fun. Oh, yes. So we'll probably just hang out and be lazy as heck. Yes. Looking forward to that. How Good. about you? That's none of your business. <laughs> Why do I say that? You never let me into your life, Paul. I'm just trying to share my life. You give me nothing. Do you want to maybe go to the quarry or something? Okay. Do you want to go for a swim? Do you think you and your boyfriend want to come? You could be lazy there. Okay. I'll come to your house. 
Okay, no, Scoop already. you both up. One over each of my <laughs> shoulders, okay? Your boyfriend's kind of a littler guy, so I can, like... He's not little. Well, he's 6'4". Yeah, he's thin, though. This probably doesn't weigh a ton. I can probably get him on one shoulder and you on the other. Carry you down to the car, buckle you in, take you to a float spot, blow up your floats for you, bring you down on the water, place you into the float. You just laze about. It's like no effort for you. That doesn't Literally sound... zero calories burned. In fact, it's plus calories because I'll like feed you delicious okay, drinks. I don't want that to happen. To be honest, I don't want to either. It sounds exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the offer. food for you as well. Jeez, yeah. come Baby float on lake with me. me. Yeah. Nope. Great, good stuff. I think people are getting really cranky. The new walkway is open on the Johnson Street Bridge, and apparently it's been winning raves. This has got us thinking about a new podcast we want to launch where we specifically review bridge walkways. We're going to get all our listeners on this one. The Brooklyn Bridge construction started January 3rd, 1870. Great views, a little crowded, but it did get me across the span of water that it was constructed to get me across. I give this one a 10 out of 10 suspension cables. Today on the show, we're going to be reviewing Bridge to Terabithia. A little tragic, an imaginative design. I especially appreciated how no trolls tricked me with any riddles. It's nice. But all around made me sad. It gave me sad feelings. I would give this bridge 4 out of 10 on the imaginary bridge scale. studio with boy leadfoot our final band of the month of the year you guys are the enders that's it so the the most common feedback that we've gotten from playing your song swallow on the radio was that it's so chill and then everyone who've met you max in particular uh coming through the station they're like this is the chillest guy ever (laughs) yeah so we were thinking of um maybe playing a game with you if you're up for it I'll play a game, yeah. Okay, it's called Chill or No Chill. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna say something. You have to tell us if it's chill or no chill. You got it. Okay. All right. Pulp in orange juice. Paul in Pulp. Okay, I was like, Paul, what Paul, are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in the orange juice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pulp in orange juice. Mm-hmm. Chill or is not chill? Chill because you're not removing anything from it. So it's if you were removing the pulp, it seemed like a little bit not chill. Good right? point. I don't want that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here's mine. Camper vans. Chill or no chill? I mean, think about it. Versus a tent. What do you think? <laughs> I'm going to have to say, if it's just something you use like once a year, uh-huh. not so chill. But if you're like a year-round camper van kind of dude or dudette, that's pretty chill. I'd say that's pretty chill. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just like mellowing out so hard right now. <laughs> Me too. Just well, listening to Max really talk. Yeah. I'm very relaxed. Okay. Um, yeah, socks in bed when you're sleeping. Oh, too chill, huh? Too chill. Too chill. But mm-hmm. then if you get hot, you kick them off, I guess. And you're chilling <laughs> even more. I don't know. That's, that's tricky, huh? <laughs> This is a tricky game. It's multifaceted. It's not just chill or no chill. There's different li- layers mm. of chillness. Layers including socks. Including you can strip those fabric. layers. <laughs> what about no bed sheets? Well, okay, this brings us to our next one yeah. is uh, t- tucking your bed sheets into the bottom of the bed. Is that chill or no chill? It's not chill. That's not chill. I agree. Yeah. What about when you go in a hotel and it's all tucked in? 
have to rip them out in order to get yeah, in there. Have you seen that Seinfeld episode? Yeah. It's one tuck and one no tuck. <laughs> that's my favorite. I'd say that's, yeah, if you're tucking your bed sheets in. I think it's a really good thing to get up out of bed and make your bed. Yeah. Yes. You're going to go back to it later on in the day. Mm-hmm. I agree. But I've really recently gotten into making my bed, making sure really it's done. Thing. It's a really good thing. Yeah, it's really nice. I haven't gotten into that yet. <laughs> Get into it. I'm not an adult yet. Max and I are here I'm making our beds. It. It's good. I'm working it's, on it, okay? Yeah. Yeah, it feels good. Well, thank you for playing Chill or No Chill. Hey, glad to chill. I almost want to make you. this like a, an ongoing thing. <laughs> come that was, back. That was great. Please yeah. come back. Yeah, I'll totally do that. You can send in suggestions. This is the news on the PJ Party Podcast. Here's Jenny West. The provincial government has filed a lawsuit against opioid manufacturers. The lawsuit filed in B.C. Supreme Court is an attempt to recoup costs associated with opioid addictions. In June, the federal government said nearly 4,000 Canadians died from apparent opioid overdoses last year. This is such a wild story. And, mm-hmm. and yeah, and we were kind of talking about it off the air, too. It's like my understanding. Like, I don't know the ins and outs of this lawsuit or whatever, yeah. but... Um, yeah, it's it's um, it's interesting because I've heard for a long time that like many people who become addicted to opioids, I think there's like a stigma around it that maybe it was you know it's like a bunch of poor choices or it's mm-hmm. just for drug use or whatever or it's like illicit or not. But like so much of it comes from being prescribed painkillers, yeah, in order to manage pain. You know, it's like through pretty normal, upstanding channels, and then that is not dealt with properly, and it kind of spirals out of control for some people. Yeah. That's a really unfortunate thing. This is, and I know I'm like a big baby and all that, but like, I have my wisdom teeth out. I won't even take the T3s. No. You know what I mean? Like, I, I won't go near painkillers like that. Yeah, my, my boyfriend had hip surgery and um, he actually mm-hmm. had withdrawal from just taking meds uh, for his hip surgery for like two or three weeks. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. He had migraines and was throwing up and had like the full thing. Yeah, oh. it, was, it was intense. Yeah. I see, and I just know about me that I, like, I have an addictive personality, mm-hmm. so I don't want to even mess with that yeah. kind of stuff. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this um, lawsuit and as more details come out, of course, we'll keep you updated on that. Yeah. And the federal government says an alternative to EpiPens will be available next month for Canadians with life-threatening allergies. The health minister says she signed an interim order to allow AviQ auto-injectors to be imported into Canada, and Canada has been experiencing shortages of EpiPen auto-injectors for the past several months. So that's good huh. news. Neat. Mm-hmm. As hundreds of wildfires continue to burn in BC, it is being revealed that many of them were started by human actions that could have been avoided. According to BC Wildfire, more than 400 wildfires in British Columbia were started by humans this season. On average, the BC Wildfire Service says 40% of the fires over the past 10 years have been caused by humans. That's unacceptable when you think about the smoke and haze we'd have to put up with for a big portion of our summer in this town and all across the province. Did you hear that smoke even hit the Maritimes? Oh, wow. Okay, the entire country. I love fire as much as anyone else. Mm. Smoking things, fires, fireworks, all that stuff. Be responsible, everybody. Come Mm. on now. We caused that. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's really sad. The controversial mayor of Nanaimo says he will not be seeking re-election this fall. Bill McKay has been in office for two years. It was uh, was a tough time. There was no doubt about it. We did get things done, not as much as I'd like to, and I wish we'd spent significant more time dealing with the book of business of the city rather than some of the drama that we seem to have gotten involved in. 
Nanaimo City Hall has been um, just, yeah, thrown into controversy and drama during his leadership. Right. Okay. There's some stuff yeah. going on up there. Um, it's interesting. Uh, you were telling me earlier today, too, that even in our own town, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, it must be tough being a mayor. We made a joke about this yesterday. It's like, why would you even want to be a mayor when, like, all that seems to happen is your name gets pinned to every bad thing. It's very much like a thanks Obama, mm-hmm. but for, like, everything that goes on in the city. Every decision, whether you agree with it or not, whatever negative thing is then put upon your name. Yeah. Right? You were telling me about Lisa Helps? Yeah, so she's doing a, a campaign for a re-election, and um, they're using one of the photos that she posted on her Instagram, which is simply just a photo of a sunset, mm-hmm. and it shows all the comments that people made. Not a single positive comment on there, and it had nothing to do with sunsets. Um, they were calling her terrible names, like mm. the C word, and like mm. telling her that she was a disgrace, and it was just Horrid. If I had anyone say any of those things to me, I don't think I could go through the day. And I don't know how she does and keeps on getting up and and do and going through her day when right. she's being called all these terrible things. And she's just trying to do, you know, her job. So, okay, everyone on social media yelling mm-hmm. these things, uh, better or worse for our how we're running things in our communities mm-hmm. that the mayors, you know, is like even if you don't like their decisions. Uh, you get to go online and call them a bunch of horrible names to the point where this guy in Nanaimo is just like, I don't want to deal with this anymore and quits. Yeah. And Lisa Helps has to, like, steal her nerves before she gets up in the morning. You know mm. what I mean? And puts a picture of a sunset on social media. I think that maybe you can do something else that's more productive. If you're unhappy about what people are, are doing, what the mayor is doing, then sure. maybe do something and, and step up and make a difference. Yeah. Instead of calling names, it just doesn't make sense to me. <sighs> but, yeah. Wow. Every day we get told that social media like has to be a part of our lives. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, can I not? <laughs> yeah. Can we not? Can I not? Can we scale it back a bit? Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3. Or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party.